You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Social media has a problem with racism and it knows it. But as social media giants like Facebook and Twitter promise to make things better, its users have to deal with the consequences, whether that's being exposed to racist trolls or having your content unfairly flagged. Today on Rico Daily, we're talking about two recent events that highlight these problems, the European Soccer Championship and a recent accusation that Black creators are being censored on TikTok. Shereen Ghaffari, senior sports reporter at Recode, is here to explain what's happening. Hey, Shereen. Hey, Ronnie. I am the furthest thing from a sports reporter. Sports. <laughs> Horrible so- <laughs> sports. Awful. But, but I can tell you about social media and sports. All right, fine. So England's soccer team lost to Italy in the finals. It was a big loss. Lots of fans were heartbroken. What happened next? So almost immediately after the game, racist trolls started attacking three black players from England's team. These players had missed, uh, you know, a kind of critical penalty shot. And they were just on the receiving end of all kinds of vicious, vicious slurs, monkey emojis, banana peel emojis, N-word, go back to Nigeria, you name it. Um, So a giant dumpster fire of social media. A giant dumpster fire and just absolutely inexcusable, blatant racism. Tens of thousands of users immediately started coming back and basically trying to drown out the racist comments. And, you know, these kinds of comments are technically against Facebook, Twitter, YouTube's rules. But the reality is that they often don't get caught, especially when something, you know, is happening in real time and there's this bombardment of them, right? It's almost like the censors can't sort of keep up. I think fans really came together and and tried to make up for that with a sluggish response from the social media companies themselves to monitor this stuff. So fans themselves are the ones performing content moderation for Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Where are Twitter and Facebook and Instagram during all of this? So it's not like they didn't do anything. I mean, Twitter said the next day after the game that it removed something like a thousand racist comments. Um, Facebook also said it removed some posts. It didn't specify how many. But at the end of the day, what we're really seeing these companies over and over again do is rely also on their users to like flag and moderate and report this stuff. And specifically with Facebook, one example of that is that the company actually told me that with the racist emojis, like the monkeys and banana peel emojis that were all over these players' Facebook and Insta pages, that Facebook doesn't actually proactively go and take down those emojis because technically those emojis don't break their rules. It's only when they're being used in a way that's offensive that breaks their rules. And they're leaving it up to users to report that before Facebook even makes a decision about whether to take it down. So, so Facebook's not making a decision about as to whether that's offensive or not when it's obviously offensive. Yeah. 
Right. And to most people, I think it's obviously offensive that a monkey or a banana peel emoji posted on a, a black football star's page is, is racist. So, you know, there's kind of some obvious misses here of things that seems like they could be doing if they really wanted to be more proactive on moderating some of this racism. So why isn't social media better at this yet? Is it a matter of them just not wanting to or not being able to? Honestly, I think it's both. I mean, partly it is just technically hard to keep up with this, you know, barrage of trolls when it happens in real time. That being said, these are the biggest, most powerful, most technically savvy companies in the world. They have plenty of money and ample resources, especially Facebook, which is much larger than Twitter, to go after this stuff. Part of it is a matter of priorities. And it's a matter of, does Facebook want to be seen as censoring people. Obviously, some of these comments were really abhorrently racist, but there's a lot of stuff that's in between. There are a lot of great areas where Facebook is hesitant to take down content because they are worried they could be accused of political censorship. So what's the technology hold up? Like, why aren't they doing this? Like, what technology are they using to try to fix this? So in a lot of these situations, companies will use a combination of both like human reviewers, so people who are content moderators marking up stuff, but also machine learning-based algorithms, which are essentially just a way, you know, to automate processing large, large volumes of words or images. So Twitter specifically said it used a combination of machine learning-based automation and human review to identify the racist comments, and then it proactively flagged a majority of the content it took down using technology. But that technology isn't always perfect. It doesn't always catch everything. And sometimes it can actually catch the wrong things. Right. So you wrote a whole story about how a Black TikTok creator thought TikTok was purposely flagging certain keywords that use the word Black, like Black Lives Matter. But it was actually a tool that was meant to prevent hate speech, but was seriously failing. Yeah. So what happened was a popular Black creator named Ziggy Tyler was going into his bio on something called the TikTok Creator Marketplace, which is sort of where these super popular TikTok creators can pair up with a brand, like let's say Nike, and Nike will pay them to start promoting their content. And so this is where you know people like Ziggy can kind of market themselves and say who they are. And when he was filling out his bio, he noticed that when he started typing in the word black, his, his bio would get flagged as being inappropriate. Okay, black success, boom, inappropriate content. Anything black related is inappropriate content. But when he typed in the word white, it wouldn't get flagged. So he tested this out with like various different words and phrases involving black and white, like black creators versus white creators, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, black lives matter versus like white supremacy. If I go into the creator marketplace and I put supporting white supremacy and I hit accept, it's okay. And it lets me have my asking rate at $500, white supremacy. And in all these instances, what it showed was that the phrases involving black, again, would get flagged as for somehow being, you know, inappropriate. And he would have to change it before he could modify his bio. But God forbid, let me put black lives matter on there. Watch, it says it's a threat. Boom, inappropriate content. Can't say that. So he was obviously upset about this. And TikTok came out and said that this was a glitch, that they did not mean to censor these words. And what essentially happened is that actually their algorithm that was supposed to catch hate speech had backfired. So their algorithm was supposed to stop people from saying black people dying. And TikTok says because this person had the word audience in his profile, the word die is contained within audience. So the algorithm mistakenly thought that that Ziggy was trying to say black people die, but that's not what he was trying to say. He was saying audience, black creators, and that's where TikTok says the whole thing went wrong. 
right? And people always like to think of algorithms as sort of being like, you know, emotionless or really exacting. And obviously this is a big screw up if it actually happened how they're saying it happened. Um, do you buy that, the die part of it? I mean, to be honest, I think it's it's pretty plausible. You know, I don't see why TikTok would want to sort of trigger like the word black on a, on a bio that seems almost too blatantly racist for any, you know, major social media company to try to do. I, I, re- I really do think something went glitchy here. That being said, there are these bigger issues around racial bias in how they set this up. You know, I talked to, to Ziggy Tyler and, and I told him TikTok's explanation. He said, look, how come I'm the one who has to flag this to them? How come right. nobody at TikTok thought of this before I did? Right. So just one more instance of like a, a user having to be the one to go in there and be like, social media company, you have screwed up. Exactly. Exactly. So what needs to happen to make social media more equitable to Black users and to everyone? Well, I think there's no silver bullet, but I think one big thing that would help is having more actual Black representation in the workforce of tech. If you look at all the major tech companies, something like under 5% of their workforce is black, particularly at the higher up levels and particularly among their technical workforce. So that's a big problem in my view. If these companies say they're trying to design these communication tools that are equitable and fair to everyone, no matter what race you are, because it's designed by people who aren't of every race. (laughs) Right. The reality is you're going to have blind spots like this. If you don't have more of um, a voice for black people, for people of color in the room when you're making these critical decisions about how your product works. Shereen, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I'm Ronnie Mola, and this is Recode Daily. This episode was produced by Sophie Lalonde and engineered by Paul Munzee. If you want to learn more, you can find links to articles in our show notes. And don't forget to send us an email. Let us know what you want to hear on the show. Send your questions to recodedaily at recode.net. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.